and all over the world at weru.org. That's Radio Ecoshock, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. WERU is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. Thank you. We've got a few seconds to go before 4 o'clock, and it's time enough to give you a couple of looks at the weather while we're waiting for the clock to go. Partly sunny this afternoon with a high near 56. It is 56 now in East Orland. South winds at 5 miles an hour. Tonight, rain after 11, a low of 38. Tomorrow, rain likely. Very windy, 20 to 30 tomorrow. Highs gusts up to 50, so watch out for that. Stay tuned for Main Currents, a special look at the special day we have today. And this is Main Currents, independent local news, views, and culture. I'm Amy Brown. In about six minutes, we're going to be opening the phone lines for a Super Tuesday call-in. We'll be inviting you to join in our, our conversation about how you voted, why how crowded the polls were in your town, and who your second choice was if your favorite candidate recently dropped out. We'll also be doing a sort of informal poll that we will be uh, sharing with the folks from Pacifica Radio News for their election coverage. So write down this number, listen to this brief news report, and then call after. The number is 469-0500. And first we have this quick report on how and why people are getting together in Bangor later this month to talk about prison reform. Doug Dunbar is one of the organizers. In Bangor, it's uh, on the corner of Union and 2nd Street in Bangor. It has beautiful murals on the outside. You can't miss it. There will be a forum uh, to talk about... um, jail, uh, jails and overcrowding in jails, and what can be done to reduce uh, inmate population, not just at Penobscot County Jail, but generally. Um, Why do we have such um, incredible numbers of people incarcerated in Maine and nationally? And what what are some of the strategies to reduce the number? There is a uh, a proposal to uh, expand um, or create a new jail in, in Penobscot County. But this event will will really highlight ways to reduce inmate populations in general through bail reform or alternative sentencing. Uh, many, many strategies exist to do that, and so this forum will try to highlight those. So tell us a little bit about how you got involved in this issue and why you feel like it's so important that the community address these problems. Well, unfortunately... Although I worked in government for 30 years, I was John Baldacci's press secretary for eight years in Washington and in the governor's office for a time, and then I became deputy secretary of state for Maine and had other positions in government. I say all that only to tell you that I thought I knew a thing or two about the criminal justice system, um, but I didn't know a thing until I experienced it personally uh, because of years of self-medicating with alcohol to deal with uh, mental health issues that I concealed from everyone, including my family. Um, uh, Years of self-medicating with alcohol resulted in ultimately six arrests, including three OUIs, sadly, and 20 weeks or four and a half months incarcerated, 10 of those weeks at Penobscot County Jail and 10 boarded out to a jail in West called Two Bridges. So, 
my four and a half months of incarceration opened my eyes to uh, a system that is so uh, flawed and deeply troubled that I really wake up every day now trying to figure out what can I do to raise awareness uh, and to make it better. Just one example. I didn't realize, and I think most people don't know, that even in the state of Maine, we incarcerate three times more people per capita than they do in Canada, (laughs) five times more than they do in a country like Norway. Um, And if Maine was a state, I mean, if, if Maine was a country, excuse me, if Maine was a country, we would rank in the top 10 of the world's 200 nations in the most people incarcerated per capita. I know that sounds hard to believe, but it's absolutely true. We incarcerate more people in Maine per capita than they do in 190 of the world's 200 nations. We just have a different mindset in this country about punishment that is bewildering to most people in the rest of the world. Until about 1980, till the 1980s, um, the United States was sort of in line with much of the rest of the world, but we began a war on drugs that um, has uh, exploded our jail and prison populations in this country. We also have gone through a time of, of not knowing what to do with people who suffer from mental illness. So we are increasingly uh, criminalizing mental illness. And so our jails and prisons are really filling up with people who are sick. Either they are suffering from substance use disorder or a mental illness, or they have co-occurring disorders. So yes, we absolutely, as a society and, and locally here in Eastern Maine, need to deal with um, you know, alternatives to incarceration, more treatment options, uh, more mental health services. But we can also reduce the inmate population through policy changes. We don't need to be, uh, in our view, we don't need to be setting high amounts of bail for people who are poor and have committed nonviolent offenses. So there are policy changes like pre-arrest diversion and and bail reform um, and, and alternative sentencing that can get people out of jail. We don't need to be keeping people in jail who are nonviolent, who are not a threat to public safety or even to property. The event is called Reducing Jail Populations in Maine. It's going to be taking place in Bangor. Want to fill in the location and the exact details on when? Sure. It's uh, Saturday, March 28th. It's at the Together Place. I think the actual address is 2 2nd Street, but you can't miss it. It's the corner of Union and 2nd Street, right across from the YMCA in uh, in Bangor. Um, it's uh, 1 to 4 at the Together Place. Um, you certainly can't miss it. We have a, a website, nopenobscotcountyjailexpansion.com, which I know is a long title, but you probably can just Google us. There's more information about uh, the group, uh, the event, um, and just the general issue of, of, uh, of why we are putting so many people in jail and, and what we can do about it in safe, cost-effective ways. Thank you for talking with us today. 
That was Doug Dunbar, and we'll cover that issue in more depth on an upcoming edition of Maine Currents. But shifting gears now, uh, WERU station manager, WERU station manager Matt Murphy, and also our usual engineer, John Greenman are here with me, and we're going to open the phone lines now. We'll be chatting a little bit in between phone calls. The number into the studio is 469-0500. Again, 469-0500. Give us a call and let us know how you voted today. As I mentioned at the start, uh, we're going to be reporting to Pacifica's uh 2020, what is this program called, Matt? 2020 Talks. 2020 Talks, yeah, thank you. Uh, program, we've been airing the short feature of here on WERU. It's a daily little program that they do. Tonight they're going to be checking in with uh, people across the country about how elections are going in their states. And so I'm going to kind of keep track of uh, what delegates are seem to be getting a lot of support here in Maine and uh, reporting to them on that, as well as any issues that anybody may have encountered at the polls. So call and let us know. And we have a call already. So go ahead, caller. Uh, what's your first name? Where are you calling from? And uh, what would you like to tell us? Yeah, hi, I'm David. I'm calling from Brooklyn. Hey, David. Hi. I, uh, thanks for the chance to um, call in. I think it's really valuable and uh, Exciting for me personally. Um, into that, I, I I guess that has to do with why I'm willing to call in and tell people how I voted. But uh, I am, and uh, in Brooklyn, it was very uh, easy to vote. I voted around ten ten o'clock, ten thirty. The polls were very uh, 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 un un. Uh, crowded, and the vote was solidly paper, for which I'm very grateful. Uh, and um, no machine in evidence anyway. Uh, it was very easy for me to vote. I voted on the referendum issue, and I voted on the Democratic ticket. Uh, uh, I voted yes on the referendum issue. I think that the uh, this rush to immunize is a very dangerous piece of state totalitarianism financed by the drug industry. Just as we've been reading on the signs for quite a while now, I, I myself uh, really value the right to choose whether to have myself and my children vaccinated or, or not. And uh, I worry about uh, this... Uh, I worried about it when it was enacted. It seemed like a total infringement on individual liberties uh, and uh, a misconstrued problem in the first place, being as how most people are vaccinated already and were before the bill was passed. And uh, cases of infection from non-vaccinated uh, uh, individuals uh, in the years previous to, to this, I don't think are very great. David, uh, you have about one minute left. There's somebody oh, waiting there's behind a time you. Limit. Oh, I didn't yeah. know this. Yeah, well, okay, I didn't get a chance to say it because there are callers right at the top. But we're going to do about three to five minutes. We'll cut people off quicker if there are calls okay, waiting. Okay, well, to let me get real quick to yeah, the other yeah, yeah. one, uh, which is that I voted for Bernie. Uh, I'm always going to vote for Bernie. Bernie's not going to drop out. Uh, uh, Bernie's there for the long run, and he's there because he needs to be there. I think he's the only one that can 
do a decent job of debating our, our president at the moment. Uh, I think that anyone else that's uh, out there, with the possible exception of Elizabeth Warren, uh, uh, who I think would make a good running mate for Bernie, uh, will absolutely crumble under the uh, intense scrutiny and uh, uh, heavy uh, one-sided debate conditions which he's going to find once he gets up against President Trump. Uh, I just think it's a very, very poor idea to try to run anybody but Bernie against Donald Trump. I think I think Bernie can win because Bernie will, will allow us to talk about issues that will bring us all to the polls rather than just a few uh, Democrats who happen to be party uh, animals. So uh, that's how I believe. All right. Thanks. Thanks for calling, David. So, yeah, it's great. You have callers right at the top of the hour. Let me uh, remind anybody who's just joining us. The phone number is 469-0500. We're going to try to keep calls moving. If there's someone waiting behind you, we'll let you know when you're getting around the three minute mark, uh, three to five minutes at the most so that we can get as many calls on as possible. We're only going until about 455. We'll have to start wrapping things up. And we do have two lines into the studio. One person will be on the air. Another person will be on hold. We're get, because we're going to be moving things really quickly, if you get a busy signal, please keep trying. And if once you get on the air, if you could say what you uh, would like to say as succinctly as possible, we'll be able to get as many people as possible on the air. We appreciate that. So let us know if you want how you voted on the on. Uh, uh, today in the primary, uh, how the polls were, where you are. And also, if you had a first choice that just dropped out of the race, who did you switch to? And did the endorsement of your first choice uh, make any difference in how you voted? So give us a call, 469-0500. Uh, John, we have somebody standing by? Great, go ahead. What's your first name? Where are you calling from, please? Hi, uh, thank you, Amy. This is Star from Trenton. Hey, Star. Um, thank you uh, to Amy and WRU for putting on this uh, valuable show. Um, yes, uh, so I voted absentee because um, I didn't want to have a problem with the lines. And also, I'm a green, uh, so uh, we didn't have a primary, so I wasn't able to actually vote. Uh, except for the referendum, which everybody can vote for, and I voted yes on the referendum. And um, I would be, uh, I've, I changed my uh, party from a Dem to a Green to, uh, to have my uh, friend of mine, Lisa Savage, who's running against Susan Collins, uh, get on the ballot for U.S. Senate. Um, and unfortunately, we have a, uh, we have a, uh, a two-party uh, lock uh, on the party system, and uh, Greens uh, and third parties are very difficult to get uh, ballot signatures and compete. So uh, she has changed to uh, independent or unenrolled, and so um, that's why I was unable to vote for president. So uh, if I had been able to, I would have voted for Bernie, uh, and I was a 2016 uh, Bernie uh, captain, and I still support him, and I will canvass for him. So, All right. Thanks for calling in and letting us know. And uh, we have another caller waiting. Go ahead, caller. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Hi, Amy. This is Patrick from Penobscot. Hey, Patrick. Hi, and everybody. And I uh, try and keep this brief, but uh, people will gather who I voted for, but I really 
confused as to why people are wondering or, uh, uh, you know, on the fence or anything, because I have two things here. Um, that uh, playing it safe and returning to normal is confusing to me because what is normal? Returning to Abu Ghraib? I don't think so. And here's the thing. A lot of people my age are don't really want to see their Medicare or Social Security diminished. And the candidates that we may have looked up to at one time are, are have said things. And so there seems to be one choice. Um, and I believe that he would bring her on and then after four years she'd have it and we'd be okay better okay, than so we he are would bring her on your are you saying bernie would bring elizabeth sanders on as a running mate am i i just saying yes and i think also that really we have to take a chance and go for the leap because we can't stand uh marginal change we need to the, uh, the, the single most important issue for me is climate change and uh, any choice other than that, and, and my parting words will be the party uh, is over. So there's one choice, it seems to me. It's uh, brilliantly clear. All right. So Th that's all I have to say, Amy. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks for calling in. And, and that actually is another good Spring thing. Time. <laughs> That's another good uh, good point. If people want to say what your most important issue is in deciding who you're voting for, that's another great thing to know, and I'll note that as well. So far, we've got three for Bernie Sanders, or, well, two and a half for Bernie Sanders. Uh, sounds like uh, that's what Star is saying, that she'll um, be canvassing for him as well. So three for Bernie Sanders. Anybody else? And, you know, the Republicans also, it was a primary with one person on it, but you can call and, you know, if you want to say that you voted for Trump, too. Give us a call at 469-0500. Let us know how things went in your uh, area, how you voted, if you're willing to let us know that, how the polls were. If you haven't voted yet and you're heading out that way. Matt, have you voted yet? I have. You have. Matt and, and uh, John and I, as representatives of the station, cannot tell you how we voted, but we all three have voted. So, And I think things were fine in all of our areas when we voted. There wasn't like a huge crowd or anything, from what I understand. No, not not in my town. I bumped into a few neighbors along the way, and that was so it was a pleasant experience. Yeah. Yeah, well, we had a, a – there were apparently a lot of people early on in Winterport. By the time I got there at 9, the crowd had diminished because people had gone to work. But there also were people uh, gathering signatures – to try to get the people's veto of ranked choice voting on the way out the door. There was no one, there was one person at that table asking questions. There was a big crowd around another table, and that was people gathering signatures to support ranked choice voting. And I'm not sure exactly what that's going to be if they're just taking names of people who support it for maybe future action or whatever. But they, maybe people know more about that and want to call in. We do have a caller on the line. Go ahead. Yes, What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, it's Steve in Tennis Harbor. Hi, Steve. On a beautiful election day which i imagine helped turn out and i just wanted to say i was excited to be at the polls because i was giving someone a ride there i had voted absentee um when the ballots first came in found out i was actually the first person to cast a ballot and i voted for bernie um unhesitatingly with lots of enthusiasm and i uh will be excited to see how things turn out tonight although it's you know we still have a long ways to go what I really wanted to say was at the poll, 
clearly there were people from all different backgrounds and, and uh, you know, political uh, persuasions. And it was so friendly and just so warm and people greeting each other and nobody saying, who did you vote for? Because probably they, that was a little taboo at the polls. But um, it was just such a great feeling to see see that and and uh, feel like that it was uh, a sense of real community and, and it just made me feel hopeful. That's Yeah, it's nice. And on a great weather day, too. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, so I that's think, all I really had to say. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for calling in. I think that you're probably right that that's part of contributing to a good turnout in a lot of places. For people who voted ahead of time, uh, I know of some people that I know personally who voted for people who dropped out of the race. And then today we also had a ballot that I don't know. At least half of the people on the ballot aren't even running anymore. Did anybody experience any confusion about that, any concern that other people might be confused that there are names on the ballot that aren't still in the race? Uh, Several of them have dropped out with two just in the last couple of days, and the ballot was already printed by then, so it went out that way. But those ballots, those votes, from what I understand, are not going to count at all. They just, so, yeah. And, you know, a thing that... uh I'm wondering about, I have on my laptop, I have tabs open to uh, a dozen or more uh, national news sites. And a big question that keeps coming up is who is, uh, who is most suited to uh, defeat Donald Trump? Right. And, you know, Patrick was sharing why he thought that it was, that it was um, um, uh, Sanders. Uh, what's, what's your take on who is, um, who is most suited to, you know, think about the debates, think about um, the campaigns. Um, sometimes people say, talk about voting with your head or your heart. Is there a difference between the two? Is it, is it, uh, does it feel good to have them both in line? Is there a, uh, a strategic way um, of voting that may not be exactly what you want to have happen? Uh, uh, last, um, in 2016, there was a lot of talk about from uh, uh, Bernie folks about, well, holding their nose and voting for for Hillary, um, and speaking of of of, uh, of um, Hillary Clinton in um, Fox News right now, their uh, political headline is Hillary Clinton goes after Bernie Sanders again, and uh, saying she says his campaign is just baloney. So that's the, the that's the the big take from Fox today. Um, you can go across the uh, across the um, the spectrum of of um, news sites and. Uh, you know, interest in what's happening with Bloomberg. Also, the the thought that um, is is Super Tuesday pretty much the day that it'll narrow down to uh, um, uh, Bernie and Joe. Right. Um, is that is is that in the cards for today? And we're wondering, you know, what do you think about that? Right. Yeah, let me uh, break there and just remind listeners you're listening to Maine Currents on WERU FM. I'm Amy Brown. Matt Murphy's here with me today, and uh, John Greenman is engineering and jumping in when he can between phone calls. We're at a little bit of a lull now, so if you tried to get through earlier and were unable to, give us a call now and uh, answer any of these questions that we're throwing out there. Especially let us know, if you can, how you voted and why, because I'm going to keep a little tally, report to Pacifica News later tonight when they call to check in. They're going to be, uh, we'll be their contact person for the state of Maine. And uh, not sure what else is happening in Maine. We'll be checking into that more. We've been watching things during the day, but probably it'll get a lot busier as uh, people get out of work tonight. But uh, let us know who you voted for or who you're going to vote for, and I'll have a little informal uh 
poll here that I can fill them in on. Oh, right. we have a caller. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from, please? Uh, Fred in Timmins Harbor. Hey, Fred. Uh, I didn't, uh, the only thing, I didn't register as Democrat so I could uh, vote for Bernie. I'm a Green. And uh, when it came to the question of vaccination, I, I admittedly, uh, my brain wasn't in 100% gear, and I could not make out uh, what was from the wording. It was confusing, so I didn't, I didn't vote on that issue. And I wonder if other people had the same, uh, same experience. Yeah, there was a lot of concern leading up to it. We had Ann Luther from League of Women Voters here, our main current, so the last program that we did, and she was just trying to get the word out, both on my program and then a few days later on her own program, Democracy Forum, that uh, the wording on those kinds of questions is always confusing, and a yes was a no, and a no was a yes. And so, yeah, it would be interesting to hear if anybody else was confused about exactly uh, what that meant. So, all right, so Bernie. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks for calling in. We're we're uh, one, two, three. We're five for five for Bernie. Anybody in the WERU listening area not a Bernie Sanders supporter? And uh, you know, one of the the uh, I'm very inquisitive this afternoon. And another question that I have is: uh, Are the divisions in the Democratic Party right now, uh, uh, through the debates, through the primaries, are those divisions? Um, uh, able to be surmounted and brought back together is is yeah. are we talking about the possibility of a third party um would would the democrats go um you know will will they support bernie if he uh wins um or or will there be a contested um uh convention yeah yeah i think elizabeth warren in one of the articles i read today was anticipating that there that there may be uh so yeah, four six nine zero five hundred is the phone number into the studio. We know some people posted comments on the Facebook post about today's program. Uh, go ahead and give us a call in and say what you have to say uh, about any of these topics about the elections today. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, what happened to her? Do you think she's going to make a major comeback? You know, is uh, today Michael Bloomberg was on CNN and said, "Oh, she's still in the race," and they were kind of wondering whether he was kidding or just getting in a dig, or, or would, if he really thought that. It would seem like uh, for uh, Elizabeth Warren and Michael Bloomberg, today is the day that they have to they have to do well. Um, it would be pretty hard, uh, you know, hard rowing after this if they don't do well today. But anything is possible. Right. Right. And this ranked choice voting issue, are people seeing petitions at your uh, polling places? What do you think about that? You can also weigh in on that as well. And I'd like to hear who people think would be good running mates. Patrick was mentioning that uh, having Elizabeth Warren as a running mate for Bernie Sanders might be a uh, way a ticket he could support. What are your dream matchups? Give us a call, 469-0500. And uh, John's writing something, but when he's done, we're going to ask him to weigh in on how he voted, not who you voted for. Yes, and yeah. we would, would like to uh, uh, send out our, our deep condolences to the family of the individual who um, passed away at the polls today Blue in Blue Hill. And that's a very tragic thing um, that happened. So we send out our condolences uh, to um, 
the family and friends of that right. that person. Those polls were closed for about 45 minutes from what uh, Ellsworth American and BDN are reporting. John, did you want to jump in? And no, that's something? basically it. Uh, I, I have this from uh, Jennifer Osborne at the uh, Ellsworth American, and they, there are no n- more details about it. It's just a very tragic incident. Right, right. So, uh, John, did you voted uh, ahead of time? Yeah, I, I hadn't done that before. Absentee ballot, I went in a, um, when they were first available. I don't think I was the first, but I was pretty close. And um, I just uh, handed it in. They, they signed the back of the, pi- uh, the packet and uh, put it in the pile. That uh, I didn't see the pile, but I assume I wasn't the first. And then Katie went in uh, a few days ago and voted right there. Apparently, you can do that. You can take the, you know, if you're in the town hall, this is in Orland, you can take the... Uh, ballot into another room, vote. and uh, But anyway, that's all behind us. What happens if you vote for someone who's dropped out of the race by the time the uh, actual primary comes around? I, I understand all the votes are counted, regardless of who, who is in or who is out of that race. They, whatever the ballot is, they will count, you know, uh, Buttigieg and, and uh, Amy are not going to be getting any benefit out of that, but their votes will count in terms of what the totals are. Right, but then what happens to them? Because you have to yeah. have a 15% threshold. Yeah, I, I don't know that. I don't know the answer. The um, uh, Mentioning the uh, candidates who recently dropped out, it, ra- and it raises the question of um, who they endorsed and what do you think of that? I mean, is, that, is it basically um, everyone who's dropped out so far ganging up on uh, Sanders, um, you know what? What would? What do you think about how those endorsements are coming down and how significant they are for the um, for the outcome of not just Super Tuesday but the uh, the uh, rest of the campaign? We have a uh, note from uh, Peg from Gouldsboro voted for Warren, so we do have uh, one from uh, for mm-hmm. Warren, and uh, she phoned in while uh, while John was speaking so she didn't get through but uh, keep calling uh, John's off the phone off the mic now he'll take your calls 4690500 we want to hear from people in person and uh, there's a lot to talk about with the primaries happening right now and if you're heading out to vote let us know who you're voting for let us know what's happening in the polls in your town so that's uh, one two three four we've got five for Sanders so far of our callers and one for Warren and uh, of the um, people who are talking about the ballot issue, we have uh, three yeses, I think, and one confused person um, by how the question was worded. And so why is your candidate the one who can beat Trump? Uh, that, that is uh, a topic of conversation in a lot of places around the water cooler and, and, and whatnot. Um, but why why are you voting for the person you're voting for, whether you voted or whether you're on your way to the polls now? Why can they beat Trump? Or if your candidate is Trump, yes. who do you want to see him go up against? Uh, that's Good question. Uh, yeah, that Trump's and supporting Bernie Sanders is that because he really wants to go up against Bernie? Is it because they're both owned by the Russians? Is it because uh, he's doing some kind of reverse psychology and he really doesn't want to go up against Bernie? You know, what's your take on that? This is a time for the community to just kind of weigh in. We want to get a pulse from the community so we can report to Pacifica about what our listeners are thinking and how they're voting tonight. And uh, this is our informal poll. So we have another caller in the line. Go ahead. Oh, and the number, by the way, if you'd like to join us is 
0500. We've got two lines into the studio. One person will be on the air, and then another person can be on hold waiting to get patched through. So if you get a busy signal, just keep trying. We're keeping the calls pretty limited whenever there's somebody backed up behind you. We'll let you talk longer if there's no one waiting. 469-0500. Go ahead, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from, please? Yes, hello. My name is Spencer Thibodeau. I'm a city councilor from Portland, Maine, and a Joe Biden surrogate here in the state. Hey, Spencer. Thanks for calling in. Of course. It's an exciting day, and happy Super Tuesday to you and your listeners, and I hope uh, folks are getting out there to vote. So why do you support Biden? So a, a number of reasons. Actually, my, my grandfather uh, was a big Joe, Fi- uh, Joe Biden fan uh, back in the day, and, and when he was running against Barack Obama in 2007, I had a had a um, an interesting choice to make. Um, I ended up supporting Barack Obama, but was thrilled when he chose Joe Biden. You know, very much like the state of Maine, uh, when we had Governor LePage really um, devolving our institutional faith um, in some of the state's biggest institutions, Health and Human Services to be one of them. Uh, we needed a governor to come in, like Janet Mills, who had some experience, um, who's sat in that chair, who's made tough decisions. I think this is very similar to Donald Trump, right? Joe Biden is somebody who's got decades of experience. Um, I believe he's the bridge to the next generation. He served as vice president, you know, the first African-American president in the United States. Um, and I think what you saw in South Carolina was a, device, a decisive victory um, over um, the other candidates in the race. And I think that's because his message spoke to African-Americans across the country, a diverse population. Um, and to working folks. And that, to me, is most important. That's why I'm supporting him. Do you have any favorite uh, potential running mate for him? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I have I have three favorites. Um, my, and, and certainly this, this has not been vetted by the campaign. This is just my personal preference. But, you know, I think everyone talks about Stacey Abrams. I think Julian Castro um, is a great choice, um, even though he supports Senator Warren. Um, and Kamala Harris from California, I think, would be really interesting choices. I think we need to ask ourselves what we're looking for. Do we want to um, expand the map, um, which I think Joe Biden does, um, with with certain running mates, or um, do we want to um, kind of advertise to our base? Um, we're a divided country. I think we need Snyder, and I think um, of all the candidates that I saw in the Democratic primary, I think Joe Biden's that person. All right. Thanks for calling and letting us know. Thank you. All right. All right. And uh, so one phone line has just opened up. If you've been getting a busy signal, call right now and you'll grab that next phone line. We have somebody waiting to go in the air. You'll be on hold and you'll be the next one up. 469-0500 here on Main Currents on WERU. Go ahead, caller. What's your name and where are you calling from? Whoops. You're breaking up. Are you there? Okay, and we've cell, lost that cell call. Cell phone sounds pretty bad. Yeah, some of the cell phones really don't come through. But, you know, give it a shot. We'll patch it through if it sounds good. If it doesn't, call back again when you get a stronger signal or are on a landline. John's answering another call now, so we'll patch that one through as soon as it's ready. And that means another phone line has opened up at 469-0500. You can call in, answer any of these political questions about Super Tuesday that we've been posing. Go ahead, caller. What's your name and where are you calling from, please? Hi, uh, my name is Dorothy, and I live in Cushing. Say Dorothy. Hi. Um, so I voted today, and uh, actually, I'm new to Maine. My husband and I moved here about a year ago from Rhode Island. Welcome. And when we um, registered we in uh, a year ago, we said, well, we're usually unaffiliated. Let's register as Republicans so we can vote against our current president. <laughs> 
And so that's what we did, but we had no other option on the ballot, which right. was kind of annoying. So we did a write-in, um, both of us voted a write-in on the Republican ballot, and when it went through the ballot machine, it said blank, and they, the attendant had to do something like override it. And I asked him if it would count, and he said it would, but I just don't understand how. Huh. I know it's sort of a statement rather than... <laughs> But if enough of us make a statement, it's a good thing. Right. And that's that's actually interesting. I'd be interested to hear if anybody else had any trouble with the ballots or the ballot machines. Is in Cushing that you were voting? Yes. Yeah. So maybe there's somebody else out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Well, thanks for calling in, Dorothy. Sure. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. And thanks again. Uh, The number is 469. 0500 if you would like to join this conversation uh, and we do have a caller waiting and uh, again we're going to try to keep the calls moving so we'll limit you to like three minutes or so if there's people waiting let you go longer if there's not go ahead caller what's your name where are you calling from okay david from friendship hi david so hi how are you good how are you Oops, are you there? Go ahead okay yes I, i'm here yeah so let us know who you voted for uh why uh, Okay. I voted for Bernie, and and I did that mostly because uh, my children and their generation are uh, excited about him. And I agree that we need somebody who has been uh, true to their uh, uh, ideology, commitment, policies for social justice, et cetera, their entire lifetime. And I don't know that we see that in other politicians as much. Do you have a preferred running mate? Uh, well, I'd like to. I'd definitely like to see a woman run uh, with Bernie, uh, and uh, it could be anyone from uh, Warren to Stacey Abrams. I think we need probably more candidates in, with color and ethnicity, and uh, from other areas of the country, so we uh, serve a broader. Uh, uh, constituency across the country. Uh, and I can also say that my wife voted for Warren. All right. And I could have voted. I could have voted for Warren too. Okay. I'm going to put her down on my little informal poll here then. So that okay. brings us to six for Sanders, two for Warren, one for Biden, and one was a write-in. So. Yeah. And I would also, I would also say that uh, in friendship, it was quite active at the polling place. It was a lot of good turnout. Good turnout, yes. All right. I think we're hearing and that. I also voted I, I voted no on the uh, vaccine. Okay. No one won. All right. Well, thanks for calling in, David. You're welcome. Appreciate Thank the you. call. Thanks. And we'll go to the next caller, leaving a phone line. Oh, okay. So the other next caller, has, we've lost. If you uh, called earlier, had the bad cell phone call, please give us a call back when you can. We'll be taking calls for about another 20 minutes. The phone number again is 469-0500. Matt, you look like you wanted to say something. Well, you know, listening to the reasons people are giving for why they support um, their candidate, uh, uh, albeit a lot of Bernie supporters have called in so far, um, you know, who can make the changes that society needs? Who can unite? Um, Who can um, restore some level of sanity? And ultimately, who can defeat Trump? There's lots of different reasons why people support their their candidate, uh, candidate. 
But so who do you think can bring people together um, in, in the numbers that it will take to defeat Trump? Or if you're a Trump supporter, um, who would you like to see, as Amy said earlier, who would you like to see go toe to toe with uh, the president? Right. We've got another call coming in now. So, um, yeah, so the, the number is four, six, nine, oh, five hundred. If you would like to call in the studio and join this conversation. You know, I also wonder, and this is a whole other topic for a whole other day, but if this potential coronavirus and all the quarantine and all of that's going to impact the general election down the line. They say that even if this goes dormant during the summer, like a regular flu does, it may reemerge in the fall. Um, Something to consider if anybody else is thinking about that. Uh, I believe that we have a caller waiting. Okay, great. Go ahead, caller. What's your name and where are you calling from? Oh, Frank, Lemoyne, Maine. Hey, Frank. Guess who I voted for? I'm going to put you down for Bernie. You got that right. (laughs) Um, Bernie's got a line, you know, Bernie, his consistency is what I like. Even if something you don't like, at least he's been saying the same thing for years, which is powerful, I think, real powerful. And I like the line in the sand between Bernie and the rest of them, even the Democrats. There's not a whole lot to mean. I don't like Donald Trump. You can't believe it. But Dems and Repubs these days, they beat the same path, corporate stuff. And let's go kill them around the world stuff. And Bernie doesn't seem that way. You at, least know, at least his conversation's not that way. One of the callers uh, who called in earlier mentioned what their most important uh, subject was or topic was in deciding who to vote for. That for them it was climate change. Do you have a particular yes, area? I, yes, that's, yeah, well, I, yeah, that's part of it, the climate change. That's probably the biggest part of it, you know, maybe not for a 74-year-old, but yes. But I don't like the big corporate stuff. And let's go kill them around the world stuff, which <laughs> hurts the climate also, right. especially if you get shot. The um, And I like the idea of the line in the sand. You're on the bus or you're off the bus. You know, and I don't worry. i got 50-year friends that are calling me an idiot for like the Bernie Sanders. But, you know, that's about it. You know, I could go on for a long time. You know that. <laughs> but the consistency is probably one of the major things. All right. But I'm afraid that he ain't going to make it. I mean, they already gathered the wagons. They got that word superdelegate, and every superdelegate, you know, a hardcore, old-fashioned Democrat. They're going to steal it. Don't worry. It's going to be Joe Biden against Donald Trump. I hate to say that. Even if Bernie wins the election, we're all living in a myth when it comes to our vote counts these days. He would have won last time. He did win last time. What? Well, yeah, some of these intricacies of voting laws with the Electoral College and the possibility of superdelegates, all of the that. The last five presidents have been elected by, elected by the Electoral College, so whoever they are. They're not me or you. I guarantee you that much. All right. We have a call from Bye. the Secretary of State's office up next. So thanks for calling in, Frank. Oh, Hello. Okay, I guess Frank is gone. Go ahead. <laughs> Hi, this is Kristen with the Secretary of State's office. Hi, thanks for calling in. So how are things going across the state? Uh, great. Now, the secretary has been visiting multiple polling places, and we're seeing a uh, stronger turnout than we had expected. That's even stronger than you. I imagine you had expected pretty strong turnout. Right. We weren't really sure what to expect. This is the first time that, that we've held a primary election rather than a caucus in almost 20 years in the state of Maine. So it was it's kind of a, a new, uh, new angle for us to have a presidential primary. So we were guesstimating a little bit on what to expect for turnout, and it, it has definitely been very strong. 
Are we going to know by the end of tonight who won in Maine? So the unofficial results are reported by each of the municipalities where people vote, um, but those are, are collected by our elections division. They Towns actually have three days within state law to report those results to us. So it is a slower process. Our office actually does not actually report results from the voting until we have time to certify them and cross-check them and issue the official results. And Kristen, so you mentioned not on, have them from us. Kristen, it's John Green again. You mentioned on the phone earlier that uh, the, this vote, this primary vote, is different from others because of what? Yes, this, this presidential primary is a, it's a separate law to institute a primary rather than a caucus. So folks who are going in and maybe casting a, a ballot or have already cast a ballot that uh, shows one of the candidates who was, has publicly announced that they've withdrawn from the race, uh, their vote will still be counted for that candidate, and the parties will have to decide how to handle those votes and, and how they want to process that information. Uh, in a typical election, the, the law does advise that we count those as a blank if a candidate has withdrawn, and we do post notice at the polling place to let you know that the candidate has withdrawn. That's not the case with this presidential primary. There's not a provision for that in the presidential primary law. So there will be um, a, a count for, for all of those candidates' votes, whether or not they have uh, mentioned publicly that they've withdrawn or not. So if the, if, the, uh, if the Democrats wanted to use some kind of ranked choice voting, oh, they can't, though. It seems like if there had been ranked choice voting during this election, if that had been allowed to be the law in time for this, which it wasn't because Janet Mills didn't sign it in time uh, or let it just be enacted into law after this, you know, taking effect after this date. So that would have eliminated some of the difficulty if people had dropped out, if they had second choices on the ballot. Um, but now it's going to be just up to the parties to decide who to allocate those votes to for the people who have left? Right, yeah, this is really a, you know, a party This is a party primary. Right. So those, those votes will go to them, and that will be their process uh, to decide so how to if, move forward if the party delegates. If the party wanted to support Joe Biden, they could potentially take all the votes for everybody who had uh, dropped out of the race and just give those to Joe Biden? Uh, I cannot speak to that. That's, those are party rules, party process. Okay. All right. Anything else that you wanted to add? I, I think John has another question for you. No, he doesn't. Okay. Anything <laughs> else that you wanted to add? I appreciate your clearing up some things, Kristen. Right. No, I think we do want voters to be aware that if they did vote absentee and they have already submitted their absentee ballot, that, that you cannot go back and recall that and, and get a new ballot that has been submitted to you effectively. You have voted. Um, so folks who, who voted for a candidate who maybe withdrew at the last minute, um, if you've already sent your ballot into your city or town clerk, then that's that. You have voted. I uh, just want people to be aware of that and um, and for folks to know as well, if, if they haven't gone yet, um, that even if you're unenrolled and you're not uh, getting a party primary, pre you know, a presidential primary ballot, you can still go in and vote on the statewide referendum issue. Uh, that is open to all, all Maine voters, and we do have Election Day registration. So even if you're not registered yet, you can go in and do that and vote on that statewide ballot on that people's veto issue. And the polls close at 8, but if people are in line at 8 o'clock, do they get to vote? Yes. Okay, great. All right. Thanks for your call. That yeah, was very helpful. You. Appreciate it. I think we have another caller waiting. Uh, we have time for a few more calls after this. This means the phone line is opened up. So if you've been getting a busy signal, this is a good time to call. This is Maine Currents on WERU-FM. I'm Amy Brown here with Matt Murphy and John Greenman. Call in and let us know who you voted for, who you're heading out to vote for in the primary today and why and what issues are important to you. 
469-0500. Go ahead, caller. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hello, this is Debbie from Little Deer Isle. Hi, Debbie. Um, I'd like to report that I voted for Bernie. All right. And um, I also agree that Proposition 1 was worded very strangely, and it was, even though I was prepared to vote for no, and I did, I still don't really know what I voted for, but I think it was the right choice. All right. Um, I'm, I have one concern about Bernie is that in the beginning, all the candidates were saying that whoever the Democratic candidate won, everybody was going to back them. And now all of a sudden, it seems so everybody's trashing Bernie. I don't get it. Um, is there any way uh, anybody can find out what's going on and remind them of what they said <laughs> beforehand? Well, they are politicians after all. I guess so. Yeah. Well, that makes eight uh, eight for Bernie. Okay, well, that's about all I have, and thanks for doing this. Great, and thanks for calling in. And for those who, if anybody's just heading out to vote and you're con- uh, confused about the wording on question one, I want to just cover that real quick. We do have another caller waiting. I'll get right to you. The question one reads, do you want to reject the new law that removes religious and philosophical exemptions to requiring immunization against certain communicable diseases for students to attend schools and colleges and for employees of nursery schools and healthcare facilities. So if you vote yes, um, the new law that uh, you're voting to reject is one that says if you have a medical reason, you can be exempted, but you can no longer be exempted for religious or philosophical reasons. So no on one means that you don't want to reject that law. And yes, on one means that you do want to reject it, that you want to bring back the religious and philosophical exemptions. Uh, We have a caller waiting. Go ahead, caller. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hi, my name is Paula, and I'm in Morrill, Maine. Hey, Paula. Hi. So you want to let us know how you voted? Yes, I voted for Joe Biden. All right, that's two for Biden. Yep. And I uh, voted uh, for him because I was really for Pete Buttigieg. And I'm hoping that he becomes his running mate. Did a Buttigieg's support and endorsement of Biden play any kind of role in your support? Would he have been your second choice if Buttigieg hadn't thrown his support behind him? I uh, I don't know. I haven't really thought about that, to be honest. Um, I don't think I would have voted for Bernie because I did vote. I did vote for him or would vote for him in uh, 2016, but I just feel he's too radical at this point, and I wanted to vote for someone more moderate who would appeal to the general public uh, that are Democrat, because I really want Trump uh, out of office, and I don't know that uh, what Bernie is offering is uh, really for the general public. I think that the uh, issues of Medicare for all the monies that would be spent for that aren't resolved. His $60 trillion, as has been pointed out, is really a dream in a sense. And um, although I want Medicare for all, I just don't see where cutting out the insurance companies uh, is going to help everyone. I'm interested in health and health issues, mm-hmm. and I do want people to have the best. But I, I also feel it's not as practical to, um, you know, ask everyone to just transform and cut everything out like that. All right. Well, thanks for calling and letting us know how you voted. And that gives us eight for Bernie, two for Warren, 
uh, I should be saying Sanders. I'm calling everybody else by their last name. Eight for Sanders, two for Warren, two for Biden, and one write-in so far in our informal poll. Again, the phone number is 469-0500. It's Maine Currents and WERU. We have time for a couple more calls. We'll be reporting into Pacifica News later. want to give them kind of a sense of our listening community and how you all voted. Uh, so go ahead, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello. Hi, that's you. Yes, thank you. Um, this is Elizabeth. I'm calling from Whitneyville. Thanks for calling. And you want to know who I voted for in the in the ballot? Is that correct? Yes, please. Okay, I did a write-in. I did a write-in on the Republican ballot for, although he's not listed as such, for Michael Bloomberg. On the Republican ballot. On the Republican side, I did that. Yes, I voted Michael Bloomberg. I know he's not currently a Republican. He has been. He's been different things, but. It's the only thing I could do in good conscience. Why Why is that? Is, are you being tricky? Or? No, I'm not being tricky. I just, I, I didn't have any other choice. I had to decide who I was going to write in. I certainly wasn't going to write in Mitch McConnell or other such persons. I wrote in Bernie. I'm not tricky at all. You wrote I, in? I wrote in Bernie. Uh, I wrote in Michael Bloomberg because I really don't care what party's for. I appreciate his abilities. And his potential for the country. Oh, I see. So would you consider switching parties to, uh, uh, was it too late to switch parties well, to support him as a Democrat? Well, it didn't make any difference, really, because I was, I certainly, I, I hear a different drummer. And I uh, found, by, by default, I was registered as a Republican. I decided to see what would happen. And I've been to it a couple of different times, but I was normally one. But I think I'll keep it for a while. I find it's better for me. On the ballot question, I voted no. Okay. So we had another person uh, from an, another small, smaller town have a problem with their ballot going into the machine. They still we have, have a box. Okay, so you didn't have the little machine to read it that kicked no, it back no. out as a write-in. As far as okay. I'm concerned, a number two yellow pencil, I'm highly tech. That's not the point. The point <laughs> is when you're doing complex things, do the simplest thing you can. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I won't change that opinion. All right. Well, th- thanks for calling in, Elizabeth. Appreciate your thoughts. It's Elizabeth. Thank Elizabeth, you. thank yes. you. You're quite welcome. Goodbye. Have time for just a few more calls here on Main Currents. I believe we have a caller waiting. Go ahead. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Yes. Hi, Amy. It's uh, Catherine. Hey, Catherine from Appleton. Hey, Catherine. Hi, honey. Um, well, I'm not impressed by any of the choices because I feel that D.C. stands for District of, District of Criminals. Um, but anyway, I was the Ron Paul supporter last time, so I didn't vote for any of the choices I put down other. Would you like to know what the other is? Sure. Because Cynthia McKinney and Dennis Kucinich. And as far as the vaccines, I voted to reject um, Big Pharma. And uh, I could tell you a lot more. I've been in touch with the CDC and our local hospitals, and boy, can I fill your ears. I've learned a lot. But anyway, that's not about that, so... Um, just be prepared and not scared. That's all I have to say. All right. Thanks, Catherine. And uh, we'll put you down for a write-in as well on this little informal poll I'm doing. We have time for one more call, maybe two. Go ahead, caller. Uh, what's your first name? Where are you calling from? Oh, hi. My name is Brooke, and I'm calling from Bucksport. Hey, Brooke. Hi. Uh, thanks for doing the show. Um, so I voted early, which turns out was a mistake because... Um, I voted for Pete Buttigieg, who was by far my favorite candidate 
and who I did not anticipate would drop out of the race before Super Tuesday. So uh, I was really bummed that kind of my vote um, doesn't count. Uh, and I'm mm. equally bummed that he's not in the race. I really had, um, was really inspired by his campaign. Um, so in any case, I didn't vote today. I also voted no on the referendum because I believe uh, really strongly that the benefits of vaccines outweigh the risks. And um, because I have a daughter who attends school, and uh, it matters a lot to me that children who are going to school are vaccinated. So it'll be really interesting to see how things uh, shake out tonight. Hey, Brooke, before you hang up, can you see Pete Buttigieg pairing up with someone else as, as a running mate? And if so, who would be your second choice dream team now? <sighs> uh, I, I don't necessarily see him pairing up because I, I believe that with who's left in the race now, I would really like to see them choose a, a woman or a person of color and or someone who represents both of those underrepresented groups. If I were to vote today, I guess I would have voted for Warren, although um, it would have been a hard decision. Uh, I'm not particularly thrilled about anyone who's left in the race at this point. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. All right. Thanks for calling in and letting us know. Of course. Thanks for doing the show. Appreciate your call. I think we have time for one more Oh, okay. We don't have time for Matt Murphy. You wanted to have some final thoughts here. Well, share uh, some information. Uh, people, some people will be uh, tapped into media all evening to get results on and nationally and in Maine, um, and hearing the debates and hearing the conversation and analysis um, on uh, democracynow.org um, will be. Uh, um, uh, starting at 7 o'clock, coverage um, from 7 till I'm not sure what uh, time it ends, but um, you'll have uh, Amy Goodman, Juan Gonzalez, uh, Narmeen Sheikh, and uh, The Intercept's Jeremy Scahill uh, providing uh, uh, commentary and coverage. Um, so if you're looking for something uh, a little bit different than the corporate media and alternative, um, go to democracynow.org to get some um, get information there. You know, and it's always a tough call here as to whether or not we preempt our regular programming to go with something like that. We made the call this time since it's a primary, not the general election, That and we have people who come in faithfully to do their music programs every week, and we don't you know, take it lightly when we try to cancel somebody's program to put something else in the air. We're not going to, going to be carrying that Democracy Now! coverage live tonight. Uh, for the general elections, that's a different thing, though. For the last several general elections, we have had some coverage from Pacifica and or Democracy Now! to complement our local coverage. And I'm sure we'll be doing that again this November as well. And we'll keep these conversations going, too. Uh, so thanks for joining me in the studio today, Matt. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, John. And thanks, everyone, for calling in. Yeah. Thanks, John Greenman, who engineered today's program. You've been listening to Maine Currents, independent local news, views, and culture. I'm Amy Brown, as I said, here with Matt Murphy and John Greenman. We are on the first and third Thursdays, Tuesdays, <laughs> first and third Tuesdays of every month. I've switched days and haven't gotten used to that yet. At 4 o'clock, usually the third will be a uh, elections-related call-in, but we branched out a little bit today, too, just because of the timing of it. 
If you have story ideas or suggestions, you can email that to news at weru.org. You can catch our archived programs, subscribe to podcasts at weru.org. Be sure to get the WERU app for your phone at your either Google Play or App Store for Apple products. And stay tuned for Radio EcoShot coming up next here on Community Radio, WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill and streaming online at weru.org. O-R-G. Support for WERU comes from our listeners and from Finelli Pizzeria, 12 Down East Highway, Ellsworth, serving thin crust pizza pies and slices, craft beers, sandwiches and subs, and opening at 11 a.m. daily. 